I'm Lindsay. I'm Austin. And I'm Joe from PopXCast. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 313 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This was recorded live on Sunday, May 27th, 2018, the last weekend of May. Why do I bring this up? Because it's important later, I'm assuming. So consider it a tease. Tease, tease, tease. What? Yeah. I'm waiting out I went for my own name, but all right. I don't know why I'm finding that so fucking funny this morning. So now we're just going to cancel the show. We're all going to watch Team America World Police. I've only seen it the one time. Oh, I love that yeah. movie. Uh, that yeah, was I only watched over it once. 10 years. Yeah, I watched it once when it came out. I was shit-faced drunk in the Navy. I don't remember half of it. But I remember Matt David. <laughs> that movie's hilarious. It's further proof the South Park guys can just make up weird shit and it works. Yeah. I was more yeah. of a fan of basketball. Basketball I love was funny. basketball. And the basketball soundtrack. I still have that CD. That's a fucking great soundtrack. That soundtrack screams 90s fucking alt rock. Hey, Bachman, I heard your sister's dating squeaks. It's possible. Who knows? Steve Perry. <laughs> Steve Perry. I thought we agreed no more journey psych outs. <laughs> well, guys, like we were saying, welcome to the show. This is our <laughs> Memorial Day weekend show. You've got oh, our shit, regular crew here. Don't forget, Naki is on vacation slash hiatus slash personal time for a while, so we will be filling in slots with other folks from time to time. But for this week, it's just the three of us. So wait, we get paid vacation? You don't get paid anything on this show. <laughs> paid no yeah. bond. Exactly. So you get paid vacation. You get paid the exact same amount to not be here that you get paid to be here. You, well, you might, it vacation. might actually pay off better in emotional well-being. <laughs> I mean, as I, don't I think know. about it. I needed some laughter, and I got some chuckles in this morning, so I'm feeling better than I did yesterday. Well, I got a little tear in my eye. That's what we do then. We pay you all in laughter. It's not always good laughter, but it's laughter nonetheless. That's I thought I get paid in, by making people groan and facepalm. Oh. No, because you'd be rich. Motherfucker, you'd have money. <laughs> I would have some money. Man, if that was a job, jeez, <laughs> I'd be king of it. <laughs> the king of the face palms. I like it. I like it. So, Willie, we're glad you're back this week. We're glad your voice works. Welcome back into the fold. If you weren't here last Are week, you? Willie was sick. Yeah, we're glad. We, we would have missed you. Are you happy my voice is back, though? Well, so far I am. Please don't make me regret that decision. Yeah, Chris is happy your voice is back, Willie. Big old floppy penis. <laughs> what? I was Captain hoping, for, I was hoping for like a callback from a couple episodes for like medieval titties or something like that. Not really just big floppy, floppy wang. <laughs> He's Captain Non Sequitur. Ooh, that could be a sister location. Medieval, <laughs> medieval dongs. Medieval dongs. It's not as snappy a name, though. Oh yeah, you're right. I'll think of someone else. Give me a, give me a bit. Go ahead. Let well, I'll be thinking. While Willie's thinking about 
what his next business name is going to be, I guess it's time that we just roll on in to the news. Do it. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Welcome everyone to the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down what is the most interesting, at least in our minds, geeky or nerdy news to have occurred since our last show. I'm going to let Willie just talk about whatever he wants to talk about, and then we'll get his news right after. Don't don't leave that, that open. No. He can talk about his news of the week. That's it. He can't talk about whatever he Maybe wants to Maybe his talk news about. of the week is he came up with a business plan that he wants to share with us again. I doubt it. I have two news of the weeks. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn it. Of course he does. You see what you did, Chris? You see what you did? I'm sorry. I'm fired. I'm, I'm going to call the, I'm gonna call this, this location Bubonic Balls. No. The bubonic plague is terrible, man. <laughs> it's a plague upon your faces. No. No, that bad catchphrase. Bad name. You no. Need to, you need to workshop that a bit longer. Yeah, hey, it's not for you. I mean, unless you're actually going to go to a metal strip club. Not intentionally. So why, I, why would I care whether or not you guys like the name? But there's no subtlety to that name, and it's not really that great. It's just... Medieval because titties you love? Medieval titties <laughs> rolls off the tongue better than bubonic balls. But your reasoning is, it has, it has no... Come on. No woman wants bubonic balls on her face. No one's going to go dance with the strippers that have the plague. <laughs> That's bad that marketing. True. Chris is right. Uh, we'll we'll see how the numbers has set up there. I mean, as long as you hire the right people, who cares what it's called? Every single person that hasn't been there yet—that's who cares what it's called. Well, they're called uh-huh. your clientele, your I, customer. I'm hiring Chan and Tayton. I guess we'll if you play it right <laughs> and you make it a social media gimmick and you can get famous off of that, you could pull things in there. The fact that your name is so weird means you could go viral social media wise, and then who knows. And I mean, look, look at what strip clubs do now. I mean, they always have those signs every like uh, time around now. It's like, hey, graduation class of whatever year it is now hiring. <laughs> that that joke for college uh, somehow. I mean, I thought that joke was funny when I saw it because I thought it was original to my the strip club I was driving past. I was like, oh, oh that's no. awesome. I did not know that. I didn't know. Yeah. You can't blame me for something I didn't know. But now I was Got like, it. oh. Yeah, I'm everyone sure does that. It's worldwide, but it's definitely a national thing because I've seen it at a many a strip club. Oh, you mean the Saudi Arabian uh, titty clubs don't have that? <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Didn't see it. worldwide. <laughs> I mean, there are strip clubs in other countries, but yeah, I think only in America do they put up graduation signs that says "Now hiring." You got to yeah. pay for his college somehow, girls. One of my favorite ones is where I live is a college town. They rezoned everything, but right before they did it, they took an old seafood restaurant and turned it into a strip club called the Blue no. Parrot. They saw the what? No, no, no. Bad. I'm getting into more of, they put some of the funniest billboards up or signs outside their building. And my favorite one had to be, it was two years ago. There were a lot of bad floods in Southern West Virginia. So there was a lot of food drives and things like that. So they did. And I shit you not lap dances for flood relief where half of what you gave to the lap dance went down for (laughs) flood relief. (laughs) That is fantastic. (laughs) Oh, wow. Save uh, have some flood re- relief by having a flood in your pants. Come on in, boys. <laughs> we we just okay. Willie's just not going to be allowed to be in charge of marketing for his new strip club. That that's uh, the, that's the thing. Uh, fuck you! It's my strip club, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be empty. Well, no, Willie will be there. <laughs> Medieval like titties. I, said, oh, I got, I, I got you. Medieval titties. 
Even you'll find something to pierce that armor. Okay, I kind of like that one. I kind of like that one. What, what, Willie, while you're, yeah. while you're swinging for the fences, while you're batting a thousand, what's your news for us? My news of the week actually made me very happy because, um, yeah, I don't know if you remember a little old 80s movie, uh, mostly made by, uh, I think it was put out by George Lucas, made by Ron Howard, by the name of uh, Willow. I remember that one. I remember um, it because uh, one of the shields is up there on my shelf. I can't see it, but all right. I'm not. I'm not asking for you to move the camera either. All right, good. I mean, I, I don't remember any sh- distinctive shield in that movie either. It's just they're just shields, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still. I own a shield that was in the props. Oh, oh from exactly. the movie prop of them. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's the horse of a different color. No, yeah. I own a small buckler that's on a wall behind Val Kilmer in a scene. I think I remember you saying that now off the top of my head. Yeah. Anyway, Ron Howard has come out and said has confirmed that. Uh, on Twitter, he says a Willow sequel is a real possibility, and that just that, that I just hope there is. I hope there is a uh, there's gonna be another Willow sequel. I hell, I mean, what the hell War- is Warwick Davis up to? I mean, they stopped making Leprechaun movies, didn't they? I think so. I haven't seen Willow since I was probably like five years old, though. Oh, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I need old. to see it again. Willow Legend, man, they were always in rotation when I was a kid. Okay, so then are they bringing back Val Kilmer? Well, they, no, they, they just said the movie's a possibility. They didn't say they're bringing back anybody. They're just saying, okay. This well, was Warwick just, Davis has just been hosting Star Wars events. Yeah, probably. This is just another yeah, one of those TV. subtleties things. But hey, let's keep that out there because how did it come up? Yeah. Probably Ron Howard is out on the uh, press tour for Solo and Arrested Development. And they're like, hey, what about Willow? And he was like, I don't know, I guess. That's probably what it came well, down to. Well, here's what he says. Um, he says, I don't want to give away too much, but there is a little talk of Willow. We wouldn't call it Willow 2. I think we would focus. Oh, I and then thought, we paused. Baby's name. Uh, sorry, we lost you when you said we were going to focus on, and then your internet dropped. Focus on Alora Donna. Wasn't that the little baby that they were saving and throughout the whole movie? Yeah, Alora. Yeah. Although Willow would have be would have to be significantly involved, which I'm sure Warwick Davis would love. I mean, everyone loves getting paid. And he he was thinking a lot about Willow, you know, while he was making Solo because of certain scenes. Yeah, so I mean, that, I mean, I would, I would love a Willow sequel. Well, uh, that makes sense because Ron Howard doesn't seem to work in fantasy that often. I mean, he should have had the reins of uh, the Dark Tower. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, so, that probably would have been better. It would have actually been good. I mean, I no offense to uh, no offense to um, Idris Elba. I just uh, I think Javier Bardem would have been a better choice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he had the look that that. That that book was actually describing him down to a T. He has no, that, that look. That look would be Clint Eastwood. I know, but Harvey Bardem, <laughs> he has that he has that stone gaze where he where he does that little finger thing, like he's like, "Hurry up!" Like, come on. I don't know the the I'm about to shoot you in the face look from Idris Elba worked pretty good for me. I'm not saying I'm not saying Idris Elba is bad. I'm just saying no. Of course I'm not saying because Idris Elba is fucking awesome. You get what I mean, right? Yeah, it, I say it was good, but you're right. It could have been better. If I was casting it, I would have put. Uh, I always forgot. Fuck up his name, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. He is a hell of an actor. He was oh. as fucking. Uh, what was it? No Country for Old Men. Oh, I still need to see that. I think I started and I kind of stopped it because something happened. I was like, all right, oh, I gotta dude. Do but yeah. no, no, no. I have. Actually, I'm gonna that. be talking about him later on and what I'm into because I am pissed off. Ooh, that's a tease right there, and kids. That's a tease. That's a call forward. What we call in the biz, boys. That's what we call that in the biz, isn't it? Nice heaping, helping of foreshadowing. 
Oh yeah. God damn right. Just like a certain <laughs> character in a certain Deadpool 2 that was called out to be foreshadowed. And we will talk about Deadpool 2 a little bit later in the show as well. Once we get Don't out you threaten of- them with a good time. That's right. That's the very nature of this is threatening people with good times. That's right. That sounds a little rapey. That's right. And uh, speaking of which, (laughs) and speaking of that, I just uh, saw a little bit of news that apparently has come out that George Takai's person calling him out for like sexual indiscretion has uh, been claimed to be false. So there goes something. That's good. But the bad news is Morgan Freeman's now having someone say something. Uh, eight people, if I recall correctly, is what the yeah. last count was. Ooh. Yeah, and apparently his uh, public apology wasn't really an apology. It, it was more of a, I'm sorry if anybody was offended, no offense was intended, which is not an apology. <laughs> so that's also pissing more people off because his apology isn't an apology. Uh, it sounds like maybe he's like saying, like, well, I'm sorry you thought something like I was doing something. I didn't mean for that it, thing. So it sounds like he's saying, I don't know, I didn't read it. Yeah. But yeah, it's the problem. Even the voice of God is apparently messing with people. So yeah, it's it's getting bad. There's yeah. there's really it's uh it's just well, uh well goddamn. <laughs> None <laughs> of this much. stuff surprises me too much anymore. Let's move on to something slightly more positive. We'll go over to my news. Uh, it's tied into a tweet that Eric Larson had put out. One of the founders of Image Comics. You might know him from Savage Dragon, a bunch of other things. He was answering Ooh. fan questions, and one asked the best way to pitch a comic to a publisher. Larson said that a pitch should be, quote, as brief as humanly possible. Ideally, your introductory letter could fit in a single tweet. Why do I set up this backstory? Because Kurt Busiek, who you've probably known from a variety of different Marvel titles and all sorts of other things that he's written, chimed in with the series pitch I sold the fastest, and it's about two sentences, three sentences, that all fits in one tweet. So it is, quote, all of Marvel's most reassuring heroes vanished in onslaught, and the public is scared. So when a new team arises, people are relieved and grateful, but they're really the masters of evil in disguise, and they're out to take over the world. If you're not aware, that went to go spawn the Thunderbolts comic. Thunderbolts comic was one of the best at its time when it first came out, when you had this pocket dimension with all the core heroes in it. You had the Thunderbolts. that were a bunch of bad guys masquerading as good guys, and eventually kind of changing their plan to be evil because they realize, hey, I kind of like people liking me. Thunderbolts is a great comic. If you ever get the chance, go pick up pretty much the first run, the volume one of the book. That's what, like 98 to 2002 or something like that, I think is volume one of Thunderbolts. I don't know. Wait, what? Thunderbolts volume one, 98 to 2002, something like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, because that would have been after, yeah, the onslaught and before Heroes Reborn in the other dimension or during Heroes Reborn. Yeah, because it was a cool book because, yeah, you had the Masters of Evil turning into versions of themselves where they were good guys, which was really cool because it was all characters that if you were a classic Marvel fan, you knew. Like Baron Zemo became Citizen V. Fucking, um, oh, who was it in the the suit that was Mach 5? It was a Spider-Man villain. the Beetle. The Beetle, yeah. Beetle became Mach 5. Um, Moonstone became another chick. Screaming Mimi became... uh... Wait, there's someone named Moonstone? Songbird. Songbird. Yeah, Songbird. And yeah, so you had all these classic villains, but then they had, what was the chick's name? Jolt? She was, was new. Other- Jolt was yeah. someone who was not yeah. any kind of character, but was inspired <clears throat> by the uh, Thunderbolts, wanted to become a hero. So you've got yeah. an actual hero that joins up with this team of bad guys who doesn't realize they're bad guys. It's, it's yeah. such a and fantastic so- story. That was the best part because I think that's where like the downfall of the evil plan came into being was that they had a good person on the team that only wanted to do good and that actually inspired them, which they didn't expect to happen. And then, yeah, uh, Chris, I found the other tweet from Kurt Busiek that I was mentioning. 
at the Creative Summit where T-Bolts got pitched, Peter David said he was planning to do a story in Hulk with villains acting the part of heroes. So we talked to him about the idea that we were developing a series with the same idea, and I don't remember who suggested that. So yeah, so there was two people at that whole thing, conference coming up with basically the same idea, but Kurt Busiek ran with it. It's a hell of a sales tool. I mean, those three sentences basically describe what Thunderbolts was, and then they fleshed it out. It's a great story. It's it's one of those stories oh, yeah. from the late 90s, early 2000s that actually ages well and isn't crappy. There's a lot of stuff in that time frame that's not so good. The Thunderbolts, the original run of it, is fantastic. And if you're not familiar, Thunderbolts is still continued in various incarnations from that day until now. There's still a Thunderbolts comic mm. being made right now. I don't think many of the original Thunderbolts are on it. I think they've all come and gone at some point, because at one point, wasn't Luke Cage running the team? Luke Cage was running it. Norman Osborn ran it at one point in time. Hawkeye ran the team at one point in time before they did this huge Thunderbolts Avengers crossover in the uh, late 90s, which was really good also. Busick wrote both Avengers and Thunderbolts at that time, and they got George Perez to do the art for both the books that was the crossover, if I recall. Oh, that's Fantastic. Right. George Perez is one of my favorite artists on any of this stuff. It's so crisp looking. Yeah, that was, I mean, and the book has kind of evolved to be more like uh, super villains getting a second chance, basically, right? It's basically Marvel's Suicide Squad now. Yeah. Where, yeah, at first it was villains pretending to be heroes, and now it's more villains actually trying to be better. Or at least get out of jail. Yeah, or now, at least get out of jail. <laughs> now, I wasn't really a big comic reader during this time, but um, I did play the video game of Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. Didn't they have a form of the Thunderbolts in it where they're like... They're all kind of mind control the villains to kind of do good Probably. things. I think so. Yes, I'm not 100 percent sure though. It's been a while since I played that game. Oh, so good! One of the best Marvel games. Oh, out it's there. a great game. Get it for the PS4. Play with me. I don't have a PS4, Willie. I'm talking to Bachman. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I almost <laughs> did. I saw one for 150 on Craigslist, and then I realized it's probably stolen, so I didn't buy it. Uh, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two lists Thunderbolt team members: Green Goblin, Songbird, Penance, and Venom. So. It looks like there was a version of the team in that game. Penance wasn't really part. He wasn't like Mike. He was like trying to because he was speedball, right? Yeah, he was speedball previously. He became Penance. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole storyline where he was just trying. He felt like he felt horrible, and he was trying to do you know because he was kind of part of what instigated the whole thing. And he was the only one that lived through it. That was the the other part. Survivor's guilt. Yeah, and that whole thing that went dark with that character. Oh yeah, yeah, they did, and also created by Steve Lieber. Oh, that's a fantastic artist. And and, and and probably claimed by Stanley. <laughs> no, Stan didn't claim that one. <laughs> actually, Speedball was an original creation of Steve, or, uh, Steve Ditko. It was the character he created right after Spider-Man. Yeah, Speedball what? is old school Marvel. Man, what kind of drugs was he taking then? It was the 60s and 70s. All of the drugs. Have you seen the artwork for the original Doctor Strange comics? It is Update. guaranteed nobody was living clean and drawing that book. Oh, they were high they as were, hell. They were all high as a motherfucker. But that's why it looks so cool. I mean, high yep. as hell is the best way to put it. Those guys were <laughs> effed up for that. But what you should get from this is Bachman. You should get the uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance bundle pack and uh, play play them online with me. How about you should get off your ass and play some Overwatch with me and my buddies. We were playing all that night last night. Didn't see you on. Well, because I was a little bit busy last night. Excuses, excuses. Yeah, he was. I was well. Most of <laughs> no, I was hanging out with friends, and then oh, I was watching, no. and then I was watching someone beat until dawn. Timing, sir. Timing. Good fucking timing. Yeah, I'm making until dawn. One person at a time's favorite game. 
I still haven't finished that. Oh, that's a great game. I'm at like 2:30 a.m. on the first on my first run through. Well, it was only like ten chapters, so if you go by chapters, I think I'm on six, six or seven. Hmm. Yeah, so I'm past the halfway point, but yeah, I still I still haven't finished it. Oh, so great of a game. And don't well, know, you can always just jump into it as soon as you start up. It'll have like a previously on until dawn. Yeah, that part's cool. But yeah, it's, it's just crazy. X now that I've got I've got Overwatch. It's anniversary weekend, so it's free to play for anybody oh, on yeah. the networks. If you, if you haven't noticed, and there's also um, a bunch of super sales on it right now because of that. Yep, and then um, because it's the anniversary, what they've done in the loot boxes. If you get an anniversary loot box, you have the ability to unlock any um, voice line icon or skin from any of the events in the pet in the previous year. Mm-hmm. So you can get like lunar event skins or winter special skins or summer special skins. They're all available to get in the loot boxes or you can buy them all right now. I think this is my, my news of the week last year. Cause last year when they did that, people were pissed off cause they were like, we thought these were like one time things. That's why we bought the loot boxes to get them. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd be kind of pissed off if they they came out with a skin and you can't get unless you played at that time. That'd be kind of yeah. sucky. But then, I mean, if they're only opening up for one weekend a year, eh. Plus, yeah, I usually well, I think don't. It's, I'm not sure if I don't think it's the anniversary box is for the entire May 22nd to June 10th. I think for the entire like the event, the entirety of the event. It could be. But yeah, I was I was stoked because oh, I I'm finally, you. is it I bought um I finally bought me a cool one for Torbjorn. I got the one <laughs> where he looks like the the king of the dwarfs. <laughs> and then uh, Chris would like the one I unlocked yesterday. I finally got a good unlock. I got the. Uh, uh, Sentai suit for Genji, which Chris, if you haven't seen it, it's the it's basically a Green Power Ranger. Nice. He's, oh, he's the yeah. it's, it's he's right the here over my game. shoulder. Yeah, I've played yep. it. I've played Pretty on much, the free yeah. weekends, and when we get to what I'm into, we'll talk about it more. That's a tease, also. Nice. Yeah, I unlocked the yeah, the the Sentai one yesterday. I was like, okay, sweet. I never played Genji, but if I have to now, I will look like a Green Power Ranger, there which I am cool with. So let's wrap up the news of the week, Anthony. What do you got to wrap up our news for this week? We got confirmation of a writer-director coming on to another Star Wars movie, and this time, hopefully, there won't be anybody flipping out because it's James Mangold. And as everybody should know, James Mangold did Logan, so I don't want to hear anything because the motherfucker's awesome. We'll see. Yeah. Well, he is being uh, tapped to write and direct the Boba Fett solo film. Wait, are you saying it's Boba Fett and Han Solo? No. The Boba Fett solo film. Yeah. As in singular. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was confused at the very beginning. I kind of got it right soon. Well, you were actually confused? Yeah, at the very soon. <laughs> but right after I said it, I was like, oh, yeah, man, never mind. I'm stupid. Yeah, no. The Boba Fett standalone film will be written and directed by the one and only James Mangold. And yeah, for those that don't know, he did uh, the last two Wolverine movies. So he did uh, The Wolverine which was the one that a lot of people started liking better after the previous ones. And then I mean, yeah, he, did, he did Logan, which, yeah, you know, should should have won three or four Oscars because it's one of the best movies ever. I mean, let's just say the Wolverine was not that great of a movie, but after being compared to X-Men Origins Wolverine, I mean, yeah. anything is going to be. It's OK. Deadpool took better. care of that for us. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice step up. But yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch of rumors. There's a whole bunch of stuff that might happen, might not happen in the movie. The only thing that we know is confirmed is that James Mangold is going to write and direct it. So I'm stoked because yeah, whether you know <sighs> the, whether you're burnt out on Star Wars or not, I'm one of those people that you know it's just like the MCU and the comic book movies. It's a genre. I'm fine with more Star Wars. I can have a Star Wars movie every year for the rest of my life, and I'll be happy, and I'll go see all of them. Which I haven't rushed out to see solo, but I will be seeing it, and I know I'll like at least parts of it. 
I love Rogue One. I can I even occasionally rewatch the the prequels. I just love Star Wars. Yeah, I'm sure this is actually going to happen. Just like that uh, Star Wars Boba Fett game they were talking about coming out. Was that Star Wars 1313? That got canceled when Lucasfilm yeah. sold. That was the yeah. problem there. Yeah, yeah that's a lot yeah. different than when... Um, but they had a lot done with that game, though, didn't they? They did, supposedly. Yeah, they put a lot of work on it. But yeah, when uh, when Kathleen Kennedy says that someone's writing and directing a movie for Lucasfilm, it usually happens unless they completely fuck up and get fired. So... Since we haven't heard of any history of James Mangold being trouble on a set, I don't think we're going to have the the solo problem that we had, where they had to bring in someone to replace the director. So, as long as nothing crazy happens, we should be good, and we should get an awesome Boba Fett movie by James Mangold. So I'm stoked. They need to treat it like they did the Dread movie, where uh, Boba Fett never takes his helmet off. I exactly. Don't, I don't want to see a Boba Fett movie with him without having the armor on. I don't care. Oh, you mean the Sylvester Stallone uh, stigma? Well, he took the helmet off in that one, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he yeah. did. That, uh, that was the problem. <laughs> no, no, that I wasn't mean, the problem. There were tons of other problems with that movie. Him taking the helmet off was not the problem with that. There was movie. lots of problems with that movie, but the one thing that was not <laughs> wrong with that movie was Rob Schneider. Oh, God. Rob Schneider and Dirk Rob Schneider. So y'all can just fuck right off. You would. Yeah, no, Dread Triple Dread 3D was fucking fantastic, and yeah, oh. I love Keith or Carl Urban. I mean, Carl Urban's fucking bad. Dread. Damn right. Dread three D. You can't spell dread without three D. Oh, this is the three D Blu-ray too. Thank you, Chris. Well, you're <laughs> welcome. It was down to like five bucks on Amazon sale. And Willie's like, I don't have it. And I was like, done. And yeah, it, I watched it all with the VR and three D. It was awesome. Yeah, Chris is right. That's what we need. We need a Boba Fett movie where he doesn't take the helmet off and he barely talks. Hey, and I don't take credit for that. I saw that comment all over the place on Facebook and Twitter. I just want to share that same opinion because I think it's uh, a good idea. Yeah. And, the uh, more mysterious will, he is, the better the movie will be. And I will also reiterate that uh, with watching 3D movies with the with the uh, VR is probably the best way to do it because there's none of that like dimming effect because both screens are fully bright. Why would they have to dim it? I can't wear... Yeah a 3d visor for more than about 30 minutes before i need a break though that's my problem you haven't tried the psvr have you that's fair i've played i've tried the google daydream and the samsung version i've heard from so many people that that is the most comfortable uh vr helmet to wear the daydream no no the psvr the daydream's super comfortable it's just my eyes start to hurt after a little bit no this is one you've never had a problem with and i will never play that again with the PSVR, I would give it a try for a 3D movie, at least but just to have to figure out how to focus it without wearing my glasses. Yeah. Oh, you you know, you can wear it with glasses. I don't want to have my glasses on and a giant headset on my face over them. That's going to be uncomfortable as shit. Uh, my buddy does. <clears throat> Whenever my buddy has tried it, he's like, yeah, it's comfortable. I, because it's like it's made so it, like the fit with like so, so it's not like pressing in on your face. Yeah, they're designed so you could wear glasses Is it? with them. Yeah. Oh. It was designed for that, just just for you, buddy. Just for I see, you. I think with, with the screen right here, I should be able to take my glasses off and fucking get the goddamn screen to focus if it's that oh, close to my face. Oh, that's <laughs> up to your eyes. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I've never. I don't. I've. I'm. I'm. I'm cursed with these twenty twenty vision, so I don't know how glasses really work with on and off. Yeah, well, who, who said that? Who? Who's that? Who, who did? Old man Bachman here. Yeah. Fucking blind as shit. Oh, wait. Old Ben Bachman's <laughs> still there because he's old. Yeah, still there. It's been old. Not getting hey, any younger. <laughs> hey, won't you yell those kids that are on your yard? Get off my lawn. Effing kids. I'm going to go on his lawn. He's going to call me a kid. I'm going to laugh. Which, which is my, my really, favorite. Really, you uh, are the kid of this show. 
is. Aww. My, fa- my yeah. favorite voice line from Soldier 1, get off my lawn. Yeah, I mean, Willie, you're, uh, <laughs> you're the youngest by like six months, I think, on this show. I'm the baby face. You're the baby face. That's the scary thing. Well, I mean, um, currently, how old are you, Chris? How how are you much younger than my younger than I think you? I'm 33. <laughs> yes, he's actually having to think. Um, I think I'm... Uh, yeah, I, I won't be 33 till October. Okay. Fucking children. And yeah, I'm I think I'm 33. <laughs> I think I'll be 34 in November, I think. Well, to give credit where credit is due, you're looking good for your age, Balkan. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, some days I don't feel 40. Most I do, but some days oh, I don't. Is that our whole generation? Seven yeah, years? I was born in Gen X. I was born in the late 70s. Yeah, Willie, well, technically we're millennials. Yeah. God, that doesn't make sense at all. I know. Doesn't it piss you off so much? Yeah. Well, in all fairness, what a lot of stuff I've been reading, I think it's funny now because a lot of the, the millennial hate, I've been seeing it shifted to Gen X because my generation is the reason all you fuckers got trophies because we were the <laughs> shitty parents in the first place. <laughs> I mean, when I think of millennial, I think people born in the year 2000 and up. That's what I think of when I hear millennial, because that makes sense. Yeah, I'm they, having a problem with the term. But it's more I'm, of it's more people who came of age during the yeah. 2000s now is what it is. Yeah, it's it's more about when you were turning like what is it like 10 to 14 is when they they laid down the generation gap. I was, I was 14 I was, in 1999. Yeah, which makes you a fucking millennial. <laughs> when I was I turning 10, there still wasn't an internet. So yeah, I'm a generation. So how'd you get your you. porn? <laughs> on hard copy. <laughs> yeah, you found or, you went into the woods and found or, <laughs> yeah, found random shit out in farmhouses or went to my buddy's house <laughs> with the big remote control that had a wire going to the TV and scrolled down to a channel and then moved the tuner to try to half see the Playboy channel <laughs> as it was waving. That's how we got our porn back in the day. We worked Question. for it. You said there was a remote control tethered to the screen yeah. to the TV. Yeah, there was. I remember that. that. I don't remember. Original cable boxes were about this big. Cable remote control boxes were about this big. They had three sets of keys that you pressed down, and when you pressed down on one, all the other ones would come up. And on the right side of it, there was a tuner. So you had to pick the channel you were going to, and then try to tune it in because the channels coming. Basically, when you got cable, you got access to all the channels but then they blocked them in your box and so it was weird so it basically the box would try to block any channel you went to that you didn't pay for but if you tried to tune it just right you could see stuff sometimes sometimes or you could see staticky boobs yeah or you could have a dad who used to work for the cable company and he got a lot of those for free yeah that was not the life i had (laughs) that was a long time ago statue limitations has uh, already been up on that so now we've had this We've had this trip back in time. We hope that you all realize the pain that Anthony had trying to find porn as a teenager. That's right. Just we think, had to walk uphill both ways to find porn. When my you day. wanted to find porn nowadays, you just pull out your phone and you type porn in and you're done. Anthony, poor Anthony had to try and auto-tune some crappy cable box or find porn out in the woods and be like, well, this has been soaking out in the rain for three days, so it's mildly damp and may mold. But I got to oh, jerk uh, off. It's mildly damp for a different reason. Yeah, old, man Bachman used, old man Bachman used to have the geocaches porn. <laughs> basically, that's, basically, porn in the woods was the original geocaching. Let's let's be honest. That's what it was. <laughs> Did I make Chris facepalm? That's a good one, though. I like yeah. it. I clipped oh, it. You. It should show up in Twitch. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just yeah. came up with that. It all fly. Well done. It's accurate. 
So I think that does wrap up our news of the week. We do have other <laughs> things to discuss. But before we get to that, it's a friendly reminder that the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is, in fact, part of a network of shows that you can find over at GunnaGeek.com. There's 25-plus shows that cover a variety of different topics. You've got shows like ours that are broadly focused on pretty much anything geeky, then others that are more narrowly focused on specific television programs like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or on tabletop gaming or video gaming. But there's absolutely no way for us to highlight all 25 shows each week. But what we can do is get Willie to describe one of those shows and give you a taste of it so you can go check it out. So, Willie, what are we talking about this week? I was trying to come up with some kind of voice to do this with, but I don't think I have it. So I think you're lucky to do this week or unlucky, depending on how you look at it. Most people think it's luck. You guys are sons of bitches. You know that? (laughs) That's true. Let me clear up my voice since it actually works this week. Maybe uh, deepen it a bit. There we go. This week, I would like to talk to you about the Starling Tribune, a CW Network Arrow television show podcast. Season 6 edition, Shifting Allegiances, ST195. The Starling Tribune reporters Michelle, Chris, and SP review the Season 6 episode of Arrow, Shifting Allegiances. The reporters discuss why the NFL drove the show's low ratings, lament the return of Renee, Mr. Haas, discuss Diggle's unnecessary apology, the Zatanna enchanted magic laser microphone, Jesus Christ has a mouthful, and SP dishes out a scathing drone critique. That's not the first time Willie said that. That's what she said. I don't know. That, oh, that's my. I see. It's a little late, but I got you. Back to you, Chris. Even though you said something earlier, you son of a fucking bitch. Shut your goddamn mouth while I say that. It had well, to we be had done. to let you finish. It had to be done. How was I going to get that? Uh, hey, that hey, hey if there's there? anything you ever learn is I always finish. Timing. Oh, wait. That's not what we were talking about. Sorry. Damn. I screwed it up. So, like Willie was saying, go check out all the other shows in the Gunna Geek Network over at GunnaGeek.com. That being said, we've wrapped up the news, we've wrapped up the promotion point of things. I think we might have a game this week that Willie hasn't a chance to play at. Am I right? Yeah, that's bullshit that I haven't. Oh, <laughs> we, we could indeed. Yeah, it's bullshit that Willie doesn't show up on the weekends when I want to fucking play the game. I'm sorry, shit happens. Oh, did you play it last week? We were going other to, person? you didn't fucking show up. I offered to still be here. <laughs> I offered, so that's not on me. I was you told to stay offer away. And- because y'all didn't want to catch my sickness. Y'all didn't want to get my <laughs> We know we wanted you to heal yeah, up so that you could be healthy to come back this week. And that plan paid off because you're healthy in here. I don't think that would have affected my getting healthy. Okay. And it would have been a funny gimmick. We but, don't know. But uh, all right. So we're gonna dig, we're gonna do a round of what's that one where? So you might want to remind people what this what this <laughs> entails. No, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm kidding. Go ahead and explain. This is me talking to my friends about movies. I always end up referring to the actors by another role they played. So, for example, it would be, what's that one where Magneto and Rudy help a short dude take a ring for a walk? And the answer would be any of the Lord of the Rings movies. They're so boring. Michael Fosbender was in Lord of the Rings? The other Magneto. See, that's where the thing comes in. When I say Magneto, you have to figure out which actor I'm talking about. The voice actor in the cartoon? Exactly. Yeah, and especially, yeah, as as the Marvel Universe and DC Universe and all these films, as all these universes build, it's going to get harder and harder for this game because so many different actors have played a character. So, yeah, it, it's awesome. But, yeah, if I say Professor Xavier, you have to Deadpool 1 ask the question, Charles Stewart or the other guy, these timelines are getting so confusing. 
You got to you got to figure out which actor I'm referring to in the context hey. of the question. All right, so here we go. Chris's ass, even though I'm behind round, already. Round okay. What's that one where Wolverine and Batman battle to be the best magician? Willie, the Prestige. Ooh, nice. With the quickness. One point for Willie. I mean, I got to right. play catch up. I mean, I know you gave Chris a fighting chance in this game. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So what's that one where someone kidnaps Storm's kid and she kicks their asses? Shit, what's the fucking... Uh, I don't remember the name of it. It just came out. <laughs> fucking Halle Berry. And this one's tough because there's no other reference in the movie. She's the only person in it. <laughs> I don't, uh, honestly, I'm going to no. say Willie. I'm going to say Kidnap. Was that ah, the name of the movie? Two points for Willie. Wow. That is the name yeah, of the yeah. movie. Kudos yeah, the to you. Movie. I had no idea. It is actually just called Kidnap. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was just, it just came out recently, like earlier this year. Yeah. Or, yeah. or uh, late last year. And yeah, honestly, for anybody who hasn't seen it, like they talked about it on a comedy film nerves as Halle Berry's Taken. Like every actor is getting their own Taken. And it's actually really good. Because they go through the things. It's like, well, why wouldn't she call the cops? Why wouldn't she do this? Why didn't she do that? And the script and the director made sure all that shit's covered in the film. So you see reasons for everything that happens during the chase. That's a really well done movie. Okay. What's that one where Steve Trevor, Siler, Gamora, Harold, and Shaun of the Dead fight the Hulk? Well, he already said his name. Chris. Star Trek. What year? <laughs> the the, the ooh, J.J. Ooh, Abrams ooh. reboot, 2009. Damn, Damn I was oh, going to say 2009. got the year right. I nice. was going to say 2009. Yeah, I wasn't going to require the year. I just put it in the notes so I could remind myself which which one exactly I was oh, talking Oh, if about. he didn't say the year, I would have jumped in on that year. <laughs> All right. So then what's the one where Captain Kirk helps Giselle fight Professor Lupin? Chris. Chris. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Two points oh, for yeah. Chris. Oh, it's tied up, Willie. I thought you were going to kick his ass. Oh, I mean, tied up. He still has a bunch of points over me from round one. Uh, yeah, I'm just I have them separated out. So it's it's not like Chris is. It's not six to two. It's two to two. We're just talking about this round. Fine. All right. Final question number five. What's the one where Perry White helps Ted Theodore Logan figure out he has superpowers? Uh, the w- Will Chris. <laughs> Chris said his own name correctly. Willie fucked his name up, so Chris gets the to go Will. first. The I call myself Will. <laughs> you said the, the Matrix. Will. Give me the point right now. The Matrix. Yes. Chris gets it. You fucked up your Will. own name for Buzzy Will. You said the Will. The Will is a character in Saga. I. That's me. Are you I'm referring sorry. to yourself in the third ego? person like the Rock? I can't have an ego? You no. motherfuckers. You can't. I'm going to call collusion on this game right here, right now. Collusion. Ooh. Collusion. Shenanigans. I'm going to call Chris the winner for the second round of What's That One Where? I just won three oh, in a row to kick your ass, Willie. Oh, you did. I started talking down. shit and I win. I came down 0 to 2 and fucking went 3 and up. Damn, Willie, you got beat. <laughs> Sh- shenanigans. I said my name just you said, because there's oh. other words around it. <laughs> you said um, um, uh, uh, Will. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I will. will, will yeah, exactly. We're not that playing your count. We're not playing the game. <laughs> game. What? Why would you? What? Ooh. Ooh. All right, and yeah, and I got round three ready, so we're good to go next week too. All right. So before yeah. for more shenanigans, more collusions. Ooh. Oh, yeah. okay. I see yeah. how it is. We got ourselves a sore loser here. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'm gonna say I want people to vote on this. I mean, that that come on. I said my name first. 
Willie, what's on your birth certificate? In my birth certificate? <laughs> your birth certificate. What is I'm written? Sorry. I'm sorry. If you can't say it right, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm not it's trying to buzz in on a game. Well, my birth certificate is William. So you didn't say your name there either. So Will is not your name. I'm sorry. What, what do you go by? Anthony. Uh, I'm sorry. We all call you Bachman. So why That's do you not why, my fault. Why, why, do you, uh, <laughs> so why do we start calling you that? And why do you actually answer to it? Uh-huh. So yeah, I was in the military for six years. I got called by my last name. Technically, my name on my birth, birth certificate is Christopher. So, uh, yeah. Well, damn it, Chris. Now you're going to let him fucking call shenanigans. I mean, you can call <laughs> shenanigans, but it's bullshit. Just take the L. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let you have this because I'm gonna be the overall winner in this. Oh, so are you? Guaranteed. I've got two wins under my belt right now. Well, I, you'll you'll like the next round, Willie. It's all Avengers: Infinity War themed. I got <laughs> five questions all around that the MCU. <laughs> so yeah, next one will be good. We were gonna talk about Deadpool. We will do that here in just a sec. But uh, I saw this pop up on Twitter about Star Wars: A Solo Story, and ouch, not looking good. Since there's a bunch of people like myself, none of us have seen it yet, but we're all planning on to seeing it. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Who? What? Who's planning well, on seeing well, it? Two of us are planning. Two on out of the three of us are planning on seeing. It. Let me rephrase. Well, this is care. this was a retweet that one of the the guys I follow because I like his cinema news had shared. It's from a senior. Uh, he said retweet. It is reported that Star Wars A Solo Story is the first movie pretty much ever to disappoint the box office, opening with just $83.3 million domestically over three days, and then $148.3 million worldwide. Puts it behind all of the recent Star Wars movies under the Disney banner. Ouch. Ouch. That was bound to happen at some point. Yeah, and the ironic thing, well not ironic, the interesting thing is there's people I follow on Twitter predominantly for film views that I tend to trust when they come to saying things. They're like, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's actually pretty good. He goes, I don't understand. A few of them be like, I don't understand why there's such vitriol over it. I, I want to see it. So I'll be going to go see it. Maybe this is one that will have a little staying power in the box office. But yeah, uh, opened worse than Rogue One. Opened worse than Force Awakens for sure. Last Jedi. That's tough. These anthology stories are starting to look like a harder sell for people. I'm going to say it's probably going to be definitely better than Rogue One. It's not I think so that'll- far. It'll depend on yeah what you want from a movie. Rogue One is a fantastic war film that just happens to take place in the Star Wars universe. Solo looks like it's a hardcore Star Wars you know mythology film, which might be what's not driving people to the theaters. Well, I think uh, Clarence VG Rex right in the chat room. He goes, I think people are burned out too. I think burnout's a legitimate thing. I mean, eh. the thing you've know. got I on these Marvel movies, the Marvel movies <laughs> have at least a slightly I don't know, I don't know, I. Comic book is not something you can burn out on because it's now a genre like horror or Western. It will ebb and flow. There will be no burnout on comic books. Is it really a genre? Because, I mean, it's just pulling from a different medium. That's all it really is. Well, if I separate all the comic book based films in my DVD catalog and my horror and my drama and put them in different categories, the fact that the comic book ones, I have more of that than almost anything else. Yes, it's a genre. Hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll give it to him. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of weird to think about that being like a whole separate genre. That's just weird to it's think It's kind of about. become its own thing, though, in recent time. I yeah. So I can see it that way. But yeah, Solo's numbers, we'll talk about it more next week, probably. They're not looking so great right now. My plan is to hopefully go and see it this afternoon. We had plans. We have to go to a Memorial Day barbecue thing, and then we're going to go to the movies after that is the current plan. So if I see it today, I will post some comments on Twitter about it at the very least. Talk about it a little bit on the show next week. But what and we, I will and I will be prepared to not see those tweets. You don't use Twitter anyways. 
Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, someone followed me. I was still confused who the hell it was. I reiterate, Willie does not really use Twitter. But what we're going to do before we start wrapping <laughs> things up with what I'm into, take a few minutes to talk about Deadpool 2 because Willie didn't have a chance last week to talk about it. The spoiler filter is off. If you want to spoil something, feel free. I know there were well, some I do comments. Want, uh, before, before we just jump into this, I do want to say, um, send me your uh, positive thoughts that, that this was collusion in this game to... Um, uh, the Twitter of Southport at Southporky. Sailor Poland already came in on my side in the Twitch chat. So you're already losing there too. Oh, I'll fine. You know what? <laughs> Next week I'm changing my name to That's gonna be my name. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> change my name to <laughs> Oh, oh, so this is the battle of the fingers here. Huh? The battle of the bell versus the button. And, and you know what's gonna happen? In the same at the end, it's still gonna be me that gets to have this feeling of, oh, I won. Oh. No, it's Victory gonna be music me. You. Cause you, oh, I know you can't see it, but my hands on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Deadpool two while Willie's jerking it. That that seems fitting. That that seems to go yeah hand in right, hand the- with the topic at hand. All right, since since we, since it is actually going to be, I actually want to ask a question here. I I was a little kind of I was a little put off. And something in Deadpool 2. And that's when, the, you know, he had his lower half ripped off and he was growing new legs. They kept yeah. calling it Winnie the Pooing. I did not like that because I'm guessing they couldn't because of Disney, but I always, I always call that Donald Ducking. Well, well both characters do Disney the same too. thing. Yeah, but I mean, but Donald, it also flows off the tongue more, Donald Ducking. I guess is that alliteration. Because, oh, he's Winnie, he's full on Winnie the Pooing. Like that just doesn't roll off the tongue. It sounds rough to say. Sailor Poland has a better way with words than I do, but as he put it, the baby legs was revoltingly funny. Yeah, it was. That does he? I Could you actually see a penis in that at the end? Yeah, apparently there's a shot. Part of it you see it. I mean, I was looking for it, and I couldn't tell. (laughs) And yeah, I I didn't even know somebody the poo thing because I was laughing when they said he was shirt cocking it. Yeah, that (laughs) I did like. I did like shirt cocking it, but uh, I would prefer if they said Donald ducking. I'm yeah, fucking oh, that sequence was goddamn hilarious when he gets up to walk. Like, oh my god, I was laughing so hard I had tears in my eyes. That shit was funny as hell. That and the fact that yeah, when the Juggernaut comes out and starts kicking ass, Domino just goes yeah no, and just fucking steps back. She's like, I'm just out of here. Like, I didn't even try to fight this motherfucker. <laughs> the, the music when the Juggernaut is on screen. He's absolutely hilarious. I went and pulled the uh, soundtrack. I mean, it's like, holy shit balls. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching last night again, I was like, oh, wait, are they saying holy shit? There they are. Yeah. yeah. Holy and shit I balls. I love the fact that if you are a comic fan, you knew exactly who the big foreshadowing or big bowl of foreshadow was going to be if you were paying attention to the prison. I didn't think Little... they'd let him use him, in all honesty. I one, thought it was going to be a not? swerve. Uh, and, and you know who I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they, um, that they didn't say I'm the juggernaut bitch. No, I'm glad they didn't because when a meme enters your movie, you have already lost. Deadpool two is a movie of memes. No, Deadpool two is a movie that creates memes. There's a difference. So let's touch on two things in the chat right now. <laughs> Sailor Poland was asking if we knew that Peter W's lines were all improvised. I had no idea. I wouldn't doubt it. And well, yeah, it's funny. I've been a lot, a lot of the uh, podcasts I listen to are comedians that are all friends with him, and a lot of them were laughing about the fact that they totally didn't recognize him in the movie with that crazy mustache. 
uh the 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 guy who plays peter is actually a stand-up comedian yeah sailor poland's in the okay. chat room he's a comedian who's friends with ryan reynolds reynolds cast yeah. basically just told him to do whatever and we'll work around you it and his headshot well. in the movie he didn't have a mustache yeah well th- yeah that's the joke too is like his headshot he looks like fucking like john ham like his old school headshot he just looks sexy as hell and then now he's kind of a frumpy like dad body like you know with the big mustache like he just oh it was so funny yeah i can't what the hell is that guy's name I can't remember either. Uh, other thing that Sailor Poland brought up, and I think it's a fair statement. He goes, my only problem was with how they handled Vanessa, the emotional heart of the first film, but that's my only complaint. Yeah, th- there was a lot of complaints that she basically got fridged in the very beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, but you I also need a really reason good. for your hero to go do something. A happy Deadpool doesn't make for a good story. I was kind of sad that they were putting so much romantic, sad time seriousness into it. Oh. It's Rob Delaney. Rob Delaney was Peter. That sounds right. Yeah, I was like, really, we're going to go with the seriousness where he's all angry and you know, Well, okay. they kind of undid it all at the end, too. I mean, let's be honest. This has some yeah. of the funniest post credit scenes ever where they basically uh, undid most of the that? consequences. Just cleaning up the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> is that going to be canon, though? Of course it's canon. It's Deadpool. Where, he, where she's alive now. I'm assuming yeah. it is. That was the yeah. impression I received, is that they basically took all the drama and everything that happened in killing her and had him undo it. Well, wouldn't that also undo the rest of the movie? No, because we saw it happen. So it undoes it in the timeline, but we got to enjoy it before it was fixed. <laughs> so it's a temporal I'm paradox now. Your brain can begin hurting. And I am yep. still upset that I think at IMDb, they named her as Copycat. She is not copycat in the movies as of now. No, she's not. Yeah, but she Vanessa Carlisle is the character who in the comics becomes copycat. So that's who they're referencing. But yeah, it's not like she's had superpowers in the movie or done anything yet. Exactly. So why? Why call? I mean, that makes no fucking sense. Who cares? She's fucking drop dead gorgeous. That's all that really matters. That's fair. As long as as long as Marina Bakarin's around, like it's whatever it is is worth watching because she's just worth watching. it's like having the movie movie named logan yet it only takes place before weapon x program even happened well no he's just james hallett why are you calling him logan he doesn't even have go by that name it makes no fucking sense oh well stupid you worry about dumb shit i do i'm not gonna the movie was awesome like donald ducking it he's donald (laughs) ducking it right now he's donald ducking it all over the place i'm shirt cocking it I, i love the fact that they introduced an entire team just to kill them Oh, wait, let me reach up on my shelf right quick. I'll be right back. Oh, God. That was so fucking cool, especially after all the talk about everybody saying that they wanted Louis Tan to play Iron Fist because he's a badass martial artist. The dude is amazing. And then, you know, they got him over on, uh, what is it, Borderlands kicking ass, and they bring him in to play Shatterstar, who in the 90s Extreme Comics was one of the baddest motherfuckers ever. They get him on screen to say, I'm basically just better at you than okay. everything. I was about to ask, was that that guy? Yeah, and then yeah, and he gets taken out by his fucking ponytail. <laughs> that was the best shit ever. Well, I mean, and some of the cameos were fantastic in there too. With Brad Pitt as the Vanisher, he's on screen for like three seconds. I had oh, to yeah. look that up because I was like, "Was that Brad Pitt?" Because I thought it was. I was like, "Was yep. it?" I was like, "I have to look this." I, up. I looked it up to double check. I was like, "Did they just get a Brad Pitt lookalike or something?" And then they also got me because when I looked that up, they also mentioned that the two redneck guys was Alan Tudyk and Matt Damon. I had no idea. Yeah, I realized it was Alan Tudyk. I did not realize that was Matt Damon under all that makeup. And apparently he's credited as Dickie Greenleaf. So he's actually playing a character playing a character. (laughs) Well, there's all sorts. This movie has all sorts of references. Things Sailor Poland's been talking about in the chat room. They took a cheap shot at Rob Liefeld in there where they're talking about someone who wasn't able to draw feet. 
Yep. That's Rob Liefeld. Um, yeah, the movie was just a ton of fun. I can understand why people would enjoy it. Yeah, the the street that the convoy is going down when they attack it, when they talk about it, it's a Jerry Duggett Boulevard, which is one of the, I think, the new writers on Deadpool. I think so, too. So just like, yeah, on the original, they were on a Fabian Assezi Way, which was the writer who helped co-create Deadpool with Rob Liefeld. Like, all that stuff's, like, in the background. There's so many little Easter eggs in this. Like, this is one, like, when I got Deadpool the first time on Blu-ray, like, I just sit there and watched it with rewind and pause. And I just went through and looked for all the little things because there's so much stuff. And this is going to be the same way. There's so many little things in the background that are just hilarious. So Sailor Poland shared in the chat room for our audio listeners and anyone that might have missed it. Did you guys hear what Brad Pitt's payment was to appear as the Vanisher? No. According to what Sailor Poland said, he said that Pitt worked for scale and demanded Ryan Reynolds do a Starbucks run for him <laughs> during the shoot. That's amazing. <laughs> And honestly, with all the weird shit around this movie, I would not doubt that at all. I would not doubt that. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's just hilarious. Well, yeah, and it seems like one of those sets where just everybody went there and had a fucking blast. That's what they said in all the press tours and things like that. So I, I guess here's how I would like to wrap up the conversation on. Do you guys, you guys like the movie? That's the impression I got. People have been flip-flopping. Do you like it more or less than the original, than Deadpool 1? More. I have yeah, my I, problems with the first one. Right. Yeah, I think I like this one more. I'm leaning towards more. I just I need to go and rewatch Deadpool one again because I haven't watched it in probably about three or four months. I love Deadpool two. I'm probably gonna go and see it again. I just had a blast with it. I have the Blu-ray sitting upstairs, Willie. I went and bought the 4K version <laughs> just so I can get the Dolby Atmos track to play it on, nice. and I didn't have time to go and watch it before we went and saw Deadpool two. Oh, but... Chris not watching movies. Oh, what a surprise! Yeah, Chris yeah, kicking I... Willie's ass at movie games. What a surprise! <laughs> cool. <laughs> Illusion. I, I rewatched Deadpool the night before I saw Deadpool 2, so I had just seen it, and yeah, I think I think 2 is better. Especially, yeah, with the entire X-Men cast uncredited in that cameo, where it's literally just Quicksilver closing the door. Like, that oh, scene was hilarious. Beast Couldn't afford to get the full X-Men in on this? Yeah, it was yeah. Beast. Quicksilver was in the fucking, background. The whole fucking team standing there. Like, that was awesome. Well said. It was fun. That's what it comes down to. It's a movie yeah. I went to go see. I enjoyed myself. I left and said, this was just a ton of fun. I'm not upset by anything I watched. I didn't have to watch a bunch of kids cry because of their superheroes dissolved into <laughs> ash on screen in front of them. <laughs> Fuck all those kids. I hope it ruined their childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's been so many articles of, I took my kids to Infinity War and now they're effed up. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's a superhero movie that was probably going to be dark. But yes. Yeah. And yeah, and check it out. So we still got we got Black Panther, Infinity War, and Deadpool are all still in the theater. So Marvel and Disney are just kicking ass and taking money, and Fox is getting some too. But also, Josh Brolin is the villain in two of the biggest films on screen right now. How fucking crazy is, is that? Is he really the villain? Of well, Deadpool he starts too? out the villain in Deadpool, and then it changes. But yeah, the fact that he's a major star in two of the biggest movies in, on in theaters right now—that's insane. Like that's I don't think that's ever happened before. I mean, was he ever really the villain? If you look at it, he's like he, for him, he's going back in time and killing Super Hitler. Yeah, he's going back in time to murder a child. That makes him a villain. I'm sorry, if I go back in time right now and kill a child Hitler, does that make me a villain? Yes. What? What is wrong? Just with because that? the world becomes a better place, that doesn't make you a good person. You're still a child murderer. Do you not understand that concept? We're talking about Hitler here, though. Yeah. yeah. I guess the real question is. Killing leaves a stain on the soul, and are you? Could you live with a stained soul that saved that many lives? Exactly. I yes. want two billion people dead. What are you talking? <laughs> about? 
Yeah. My bad. If I you forgot. were to murder baby Hitler, you would save millions of lives. That still does not make you any that less of a child murderer. To what I want to do, but I don't like how he was inclusive <laughs> to who he was killing. Oh dear lord. That's my problem. Oh, dear lord. All right. I'm like Thanos. I'm I don't care. Like rich, poor, it doesn't matter what background you have. You have a chance of dying. All right, we're going to move off of the uh, <laughs> child killing aspect of the show now, I think. Uh we'll Call wrap Freddy Krueger. <laughs> we'll wrap things up with a uh with a final bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into or just things in general so that maybe you'll want to try them out yourselves. I'm going to kick things off with things I've been getting into once I find my list of things on here. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, you're not ready. Great. I've got it right here sitting on my notepad. (laughs) I just had to find the right lines. I even wrote it down. Look, look right there. It's all on my notes. On my notes. Notes, bitch. (laughs) I got a brain for notes. So we'll start with some of the simpler things. I was looking for something new to watch on Netflix because there's really nothing new on TV right now. I started watching the Santa Clarita Diet. Which, if you guys aren't uh, familiar, that's yeah. the Drew Barrymore, right. Tell Me for the Oliphant comedy-ish show where she becomes a zombie and has to keep eating human flesh to live. Zombity. Yeah, that show's freaking hilarious. Uh, oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> I, I love it. And it's Netflix. They don't hold back. So, like, things happen and they both just like, fuck! <laughs> They'll both just yell it out loud. And it, it's funny. And you start laughing along with things that are happening. If you haven't watched it yet, it get, it got renewed for season three. There's two seasons right now on Netflix. They're like 28 minutes an episode, and I want to say 10 or 12 episodes per season. I'm only like eight episodes in, but it's absolutely hilarious. I, I wish I had started watching it sooner. I've been sitting on my queue as something to go and watch. It's good. Yeah, I watched the first season. I haven't seen the second. But yeah, the actress that plays their daughter is amazing as well. Yes. She is fantastic all the way through that show. Yeah, it, it, it's, well, it's well done. So I teased Overwatch. Well... I'd been hemming and hawing on whether I wanted to play it once some point in time. They did a flash sale on Overwatch for this weekend. So for 20 bucks, I went and picked up Overwatch and I started playing Overwatch. So Willie, are you proud of me? Sure. You uh, got it for the wrong system though. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have gotten it for my PC. Sorry. Actually, yeah, I would actually agree with that. Yeah, I would have to. But uh, Xbox is where I ended up getting it. I got the last copy they had for 20 bucks and I've been playing off and on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I kind of like more of the mission-based stuff, like the capture things versus just the deathmatch stuff, but I've been having a lot of fun. I just don't know what character I prefer playing as yet. No, I like, mm. It's good to have a wide range of characters you like playing as. I like the punch. I like the guy that has like a fist that punches. You like Doomfist? Yeah. Yeah, that's a little on the weird side, but you know what my friends call him? Yeah. What's that? Dick Fist. That would Cock knocker. I also... <laughs> For some of the objective-based games, I like Bastion a lot because you can just turn into a turret and wreck face. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, what'd you say? He turns into a what? A turret. Okay, good, because some of my friends, they say turret. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, there's no N. (laughs) It's not like it's a current. (laughs) And I get onto him every time, like, what the fuck are you saying? No, it is a turret. And I enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you. I've got to play some of that. And then yesterday I went on an adventure about uh, an hour up the road to Washington, Pennsylvania for what was the Greater Pittsburgh Food Truck Festival. They had 55 food trucks come in and there was a variety of different foods and stuff to try. And I so that's what all those damn pictures. That's were. what all the pictures were from. So some of the there stuff that my fiance and I got to try while we were there going to some of the different food trucks. We All of a sudden, yesterday, Chris's Instagram just started blowing up with picture after picture after picture. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was just oh, all man. food. It was so good. We tried all sorts of different stuff. First thing that we it ended really up getting good. was uh, 
gator bites. It was a deep fried alligator in a New Orleans cornbread recipe. If you've never had gator before, gator's delicious. I'd had it before, but this was damn good. Then there was another place that did custom mac and cheeses. So I had a barbecue brisket macaroni and cheese with like the fried onions on top of it. Oh, oh you motherfucker. I'm starving now. Oh, God damn. man. <laughs> and then we decided we needed something a little sweet because we'd had some savory stuff. So we went to a Don't crepe us. truck. There was a donut truck there. Ooh. I didn't hit it. We went I to mean, a- crepes. I like I like your I, like I do your like crepes. Yeah. We had a strawberry and Nutella crepe. It was so <laughs> good. So good. You can see all these things are on my Instagram. Instagram.com slash the Chris Farrell. Uh, one of the last places we went to, and I forgot the name of it, but it was a chicken and waffles place. They did waffles and fried chicken and things like that. I put a picture of their menu up on there, but what we got was the chicken waffle, which was a waffle with their fried chicken inside the dough. So they cooked the chicken ahead of time, then put it in the dough, put it in the waffle maker, and the fried chicken was inside the buttermilk waffle with a little maple syrup on top. Absolutely delicious. Fantastic Wait, but, waffle. So was it like a, like a, a chicken breast inside well, they, a waffle? They shredded chicken breast. They... And they shredded chicken breast. That they, oh, okay, they shredded it up. Okay. Yeah, they shredded fried chicken and put it inside the waffle and then cooked it in the Ooh. waffle iron. That sounds good. It was wonderful. And the syrup they had for it was really good. There was a whole bunch of other stuff there. We didn't get to try everything because, yeah, 54 food trucks worth of stuff. I think at that point we were both <laughs> stuffed. However, there was also like a uh, old-fashioned soda stand there where you could buy a soda and then you get two free refills. So I had homemade vanilla cream soda. Delicious. I went off I went off of my soda nice. band for a day. I hadn't had soda for like four years, other than like an occasional fall off the wagon or I'm thirsty and that was the only thing available. Had vanilla cream soda, orange cream soda, and a black cherry soda. All delicious. So you came home stuffed and wired. Oh my God. I got in the car. <laughs> we both got in the car, my fiance and I. We were sitting there and I was like, I just want to take a nap right now. I'm so full. I don't want to drive home. I'm so damn full. <laughs> but then you also had to take a piss every time too. No, I was actually good in that regard. And then... No joke. That is all I did yesterday was eat at the food truck festival. I had no other food that day. I got home and I'm like, I just want to lay on this couch and wallow about my own misery because I'm so uncomfortable right now. I was going to say, you're at a food truck festival. Is it really worth it to have a soda ban? (laughs) That's why. Well, that's why I took my soda ban away. Yeah, it makes makes sense to have that and that. That's not something you're going to do every day or every weekend even. So might as well enjoy yourself. Man, a, a... Belgian waffle with chicken breast inside of it is just absolutely amazing. Uh, I will go back. If I'm in Pittsburgh and I know and I'm going to be where that food truck is, I will go out of my way to go and get the chicken waffle. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, I put the pictures. They're on my Facebook. They're on my Instagram and they're on my Twitter because my Twitter automatically puts all my Instagram photos up as well. So if you want to go and drool over some of the food I ate, feel free. It, it's Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use Twitter. I know you don't. I know you don't. Uh, Anthony, what have you been getting into? I have been getting into playing Overwatch because, yeah, it's the anniversary weekend. Me and my buddies got together last night. Uh, we actually, for a while, we had uh, my buddy Marv, my buddy Maya, and Marvin's kid Wilson was on. So that we had a four-man team rocking for a couple of uh, missions, which was pretty fun. Having Being able to control you know, four of the characters on one team of six makes it a lot easier. Though one of the matches, we literally had a sniper that hid the entire match and did nothing. And uh, what was it, a DPS? that had zero points of damage. So we lost four to six because technically our other two players weren't playing. 
So yeah, that that was we were all pissed. We're like, how we were four members of this team. How the hell are we not doing anything? And we checked the stats. It's like, oh, the other two people aren't really playing. They're just hiding. But yeah, so been having fun playing Overwatch. Um, did I did some actual sketching this weekend, which has been fun. Um, since my uh, drawing daily every day last year. I've been really burned out and uh, last week and this week was finally I got the itch to really need to actually draw something. So I started doing sketch cards of mini pop uh, slash horror film characters. So I drew a ghost face from Scream and a Billy from Saw. I'm going to keep working on a couple of those. And I got a couple other projects I'm working on, which the rest of today will probably be artwork day. So that'll be fun. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to have movies going in the background because I'm still doing my uh, Marvel chronological MCU chronological rewatch and re-rank. So I'm re-watching and re-ranking all the Marvel films that I own, which I own everything up through Black Panther. So I've only got these three left to go. I finished Doctor Strange last night, so all I got left is Homecoming, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Um, if you want to see where I have them re-ranked, I have the stack up on my Instagram, at Bachman Anthony. And then, yeah, it also, like Chris said, mine posted to my Twitter, so it goes right back to Anthony Bachman on Twitter. Please yeah, tell me yeah. kind of Hulk's at least above Thor 2. Actually, I think it is. I think you'll be Thank real surprised. You, you should go see my ranking, Willie, because I think you'll be surprised by what's now my bottom film because it's not a Thor film. I mean, I'm more surprised that more, more people put The Incredible Hulk on the very bottom. I'm like, Thor 2. Thor, how is that above The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> no, no, see, I will I'm a- give you that it's not for everybody. I will give you that. I will concede yeah. that. But it's better than Thor shitty 2. I'm a kid of the 70s. Growing up in the 80s, I watched... Bill Bixby on TV playing the Hulk. And so that opening sequence is still the best retelling of an origin without having to tell the origin that they've done in the MCU so far. That opening sequence, and it it hollered back to the 70s show where he's got the gamma machine shoot him in the face. Yeah, the, the way Norton and them set that up and did the origin without retelling the origin, it's the best way it's been done so far in basically any superhero movie. I can't think of anyone that's done it better. So yeah, I know I love the Incredible Hulk, and actually that was the first the the rubber Hulk from Ban- uh, Eric Bana looked too like rounded and like rubbery, and the Norton Hulk was the one where they kind of they first kind of got it right. It looked a little too realistic in some scenes, but veiny. Yeah, it's a little too veiny. Like I always remember the the lightning and thunderstorm scene. There's so much light reflecting off of him, and like he's out in a cave in the woods. It's like it's just there was too many light sources, so it just seemed insane. But it's other like than that, made, it's like he's made of like shiny silicone. Yeah, it's like he was wrapped in a mirror. It's like what the hell? But yeah, other than that, the Hulk in that movie was well done. Plus, honestly, oh, yeah. it's the first time we got to hear Hulk smash. Like we got a Hulk that actually talked and then kicked like an abomination's ass. It wasn't just a Hulk fighting tanks. Like, he ripped you know, out his elbow bone and stabbed him with and it. stabbed him with it yeah plus yeah tim ross in there fucking being fantastic i i enjoy the hell out of that movie but yeah so yeah, i've Chris re- was on the bottom of your list <laughs> but yeah so i've done my re-rake re rewatch re-rake i'm almost done yeah three more to go and of course yeah spider-man homecoming thor ragnarok black panther those are all going to go somewhere up near the top so now it's a it's a battle for shifting positions of the like my top five but then um i sadly had my like three hundred dollar uh, Google Nexus just straight up died on me. Was using it the other day, watching some Supernatural. You know, had my headphones plugged in, took it out, put it in my pocket of my jacket, set it on a chair, did something, came back, went to turn it back on, and nothing. No battery light, no nothing. Checked everything I could find online. The fucking thing bricked, and I don't know how or why. Warranty? So, oh, no, it's, it's so like eight, far past seven, warranty. Yeah, it's like seven, eight years old. Oh, Plus, that's probably why. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it literally, but it just, it died. Like, the battery was full. I was watching an episode of Supernatural, 
10 minutes later, completely dead. And I can't figure out why. So that sucked. But at the same time, I was like, well, it's the last thing that the ex-wife bought me. So I'm actually not mad about throwing it away. I just didn't have a tablet. And since I sit and watch uh, Supernatural when I donate plasma, I needed a new tablet. So I did some chatting with Chris and went online, went and checked Best Buy. Ended up getting an 8-inch Amazon Fire. So it's a bigger tablet. And the only thing I use my tablet for is Comixology, reading comic books, and Netflix. So I don't really need like an iPad or even another Nexus. So I went and checked out the Fire one because Chris recommended it. Ended up getting one from the Amazon warehouse. It's an 8-inch HD 32-gig hard drive. So it's got twice the storage of my old tablet. It's an inch bigger. It weighs about half as much. And because it was used from the Amazon warehouse, it was $60. So it was one-fifth of what that fucking Nexus cost when it first came out. Because those bitches were pricey when they first came out. And yeah, I uh, donated Plasma yesterday. Sat and watched two and a half episodes of uh, Supernatural. It's gorgeous on the screen. The HD on is fantastic. It runs the Wi-Fi great. It is a little weird. Um, Someone else has asked me about it. It doesn't run Android. It runs Fire software, whatever, Amazon's own thing. So you have, there's no uh, Google Marketplace. The, the Google Play Store isn't available. You have to go through the Amazon App Store. So there are limitations to what it can do. But, I mean, honestly, check and see which apps you use. And if it's available on the Fire tablet, this is so much cheaper than having to buy, like, a full Android tablet if you only use it for certain things. I fucking love it. This thing is gorgeous. I'm going to get a nice case for it because I'm planning on keeping this thing for a while. You and can yeah. jailbreak it and sideload apps if you need to also. There's guides online on how to do it. Yeah, see, and I, I never do any of that stuff just because, well, I'm lazy. <laughs> that, but yeah. That's that fair. I love it. And yeah, so it, it works great for just comicsology, reading comics and uh, Netflix. I mean, I've downloaded like the next five episodes of Supernatural on it and downloaded like 10 uh, trade paperbacks on comicsology. So that sucker is good to go now. Yeah, the only thing that sucks is like right now I don't have a CBR reader on it or an EBZ reader for uh, just digital comics. But I have so many books on comicsology that I bought and haven't read that I'm I'm good for a while. So, yeah, I love it. That's what I've been getting into. All right. So, Willie, wrap us up. What have you been getting into, sir? <clears throat> so, uh, the first uh, thing I want to I'm sorry. I should have the... told you to wrap something up. That's my Yeah, something I don't do. But uh, I know what you meant. <laughs> rude. See, I know what your words <laughs> meant. I wasn't trying you to be say rude. Will instead of Willie. I know what you meant. So, I got you back. Collusion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, first thing I want to mention is... I went out and bought Batman Ninja, the little animated movie. Uh, it's a, it's not that bad. It's a pretty interesting story where you know Batman and a bunch of villains and sidekicks get sent to feudal Japan. It's a little weird. I give you that. But my one of my biggest things about it was that when Batman first gets thrown into the past and he's in some kind of city, and he's like looking around. And all of a sudden, a bunch of um like a uh, samurai come in with like joker looking mask on and they're attacking him and he finally beats one up beats them all up and he grabs one like who do you work for i'm like the world's greatest detective everybody these people have (laughs) joker mask on and he's wondering who the fuck do they work for (laughs) who does number two work for (laughs) it's like you fucking idiot it's goddamn fucking joker are you serious white face green hair what the fuck more do you need they look like penguin henchmen to me. I don't know what you're talking about, Robin. And I do like the I do like the look, like when <laughs> the look of all the villains and everything, how they all like look in feudal Japan. Like the Joker has like a big old Fu Manchu mustache, green, of course. That's creepy. It is pretty good. Like I like how they changed the looks for him and all that. Like a uh, Gorilla Grodd too has like one of those little 
like he has his hair put up thing like that. I forget what those things are called. A top knot. Yeah, that you got it. And um, and of course, a- after that, and and Catwoman kind of saves Batman. And all that they kind of walk around, and Batman. This is for only the scene. He shaved his head for this, and then it's not shaved. It has like his hair just grows back magically after this. But he's uh, it's like you know, a little like a little, like a friar tuck type thing. Uh, but on the very top of his head, his hair's cut into the shape of a bat. Like, yep, you're <laughs> hiding in plain sight there. No one's ever gonna know you're Batman. <laughs> Fucking world's greatest detective, everybody. Well, how often do you really look at the top of somebody's head? Well, anyone who's standing up above him. <laughs> yeah, so that movie, it was, but even all those weirdities, it's still it's an all right movie to watch. If I've you can watch good. it for free. I've heard it's fun. And I'm also kind of wondering why it's not called Ninja Batman. Why is it called Batman Ninja? That oh, well. I don't know. I would say uh, that that's Warner Brothers. They want Batman to be first. So... For cataloging, for advertising, you want the word Batman first, no matter what it is. And since I gave that little tease of earlier, I did see another movie starring Javier Bardem. (laughs) Mother with X. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying no, 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 no. no. This movie does not deserve that. (laughs) This piece of shit movie. The title is Mother. It does not deserve it. (laughs) That movie is terrible. Do not watch it. it. Is a horrible piece of shit. That, that's all I gotta say. To that wow, those are strong words. But uh, another thing I'm being into is I'm gonna have to recommend two different YouTube channels. That'd be Neebs Gaming. They're funny as hell. They uh, I like their whole editing style for how they do their videos. Highly recommend them. I'm not. Even, that's all I'm gonna let you know. Let's let you discover them on your own. And another one I think is called Bay Area Bugs. I got into them just because they popped up randomly in my recommended recommendations. And because uh, I was also a little curious about some of this stuff too, I didn't even search for it, but it just popped up as um people role playing on Grand Theft Auto Online servers, like like they had like they had like their own custom server where some people were cops, some people were just regular citizens, some people were like criminals running around. It's a Wait, whole so thing. Multiple people all playing inside of one GTA map. Yep. Okay, that's and, weird. And they are role playing this too. Interesting. Like like the cars, they have like more realistic damage. Like if you get in, like if you head on someone that car's gonna be dead instantly like you can't hmm. just drive off and they, they also have like uh, mods for it where they, they need gas where you have to stop at a gas station fill up a little gas meter like it'll last for a good long while but i mean if you're like if you steal a car and it has like that much gas and you gotta stop at a gas station in the middle of a chase it's like they're turning gta into a second life on a server yeah pretty much and like these cops they actually I'm, I'm pretty sure some of these people are like also like cops in real life because they like do all like we? Are, oh no! This chase it just did a 1080. But I guess it was like uh, hits another car. <laughs> like cause, and they like some people like you know they'll pull them over and like you know I pulled you over and all this. And um, they have like different scenarios where this like um sometimes he's like criminal, sometimes he's on the law. Like, but one of them's like where they're just following cop cars. That's all they're doing. They're following these players, <laughs> cops. They're not doing anything. They're just getting right behind them and they're following them every turn. And the cops pull him over. Like another cop pull, gets behind him and pulls him over because I guess the other one like called on the radio. And it's like, yeah, and so they pull him over. He's like, um, so we're pulling you over today. He's like, oh, I mean, what'd you pull me over for? That's not illegal. I'm just driving down a road just because he's in front of me. That's fucking weird. It is pretty. It's fun. To, it's like it's oddly fun to watch though. Kind of sucks. I don't, you. I don't understand you millennials watching other people play games on YouTube. I'll never get it. It's this whole idea. Well, I mean, that's what Neebs Gaming is, is playing <laughs> games. But the way they do it, they do a whole like comedy style. They're like telling a story through it. 
Okay, so the on the channel they're actually talking, and it's not just you watching the the players on the server. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what you hear is um, they have like, I'm guessing also another mod where you only hear people who are around you. Like it's like um, God, there's a term for it. Like they have to be within a certain distance from you for you to hear them. Talk. Okay. So it's not like you just hear everyone at once. So it adds a little bit more realism to it, like the, to help to role play. Like they'll hand on their license and registration and all that, <laughs> pat them That's down if they. Weird. It is, but it's. It is weird, but if you just give it a try, it's called Bay Area Bugs. I think it's B U G G E S. It just give it a try, and be like, it's uh, it's weirdly satisfying just to watch it. Like, okay, this is a little weird. I'm not gonna deny that, <laughs> but it's it's just like it's like I can't stop watching because it's just like this is so like. But the uh, one like usually he's uh he usually has a friend that he has on his own on in his own little radio that he's talking to, you know, so only they can hear each other sometimes. I mean, just for the entertainment purposes, so they can you know figure out what they're going to be doing for the scenario. You know, it helps with you know, you know the entertainment. Yeah. And like, oh shit, are we, are we just running from this? Yeah, let's just run from this. And they just, whoo, get on. <laughs> uh, it, I would recommend it just to give it a try. And Neeb's gaming this, but that's more comedy based and stuff. They do uh, game where they play through games like Seven Days to Die, but they're they also do the thing where they can all hear because they're all in the same little office and they can all hear each other, but they only act like you know they if their characters around each other they can hear them and they do add like voice special effects. So if they're in a cave, it sounds like they're in a cave. It's it's a whole they do some uh, a lot of good um, post production. Yeah, they have some good post production and it's fun. It's all funny. They do Ark Survival. They also do Grand Theft Auto, but they're just like playing through it. They're not doing like a whole role playing server type thing like that. Uh, and they started a Far Cry 5 one, where pretty much, uh, since you can do multiplayer that, but you only have one other person with you, pretty much this one person is acting like a uh, like they're doing cops. And I'm just here to observe. He's like, well, I ran out of bullets here. I kind of need your help here. So I'm just <laughs> here to observe. You're getting to a little bit of a gray area here. And that's a whole joke. We don't have one video of that out yet now. I'm just here to watch. Yeah. <laughs> that, that I would highly recommend. It's funny as hell. But yeah, that's what I've been getting into. Well, on that note, I think we're ready to start wrapping things up. Uh, don't forget, we stream live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern at 10 a.m. Central over on Geeks.Live, the streaming home of the Gunna Geek Network. We've been only streaming on Twitch lately because I've been playing with the Twitch low latency feature. I think with this setup, we're down to like a five-second delay or so between when we talk and when the chat room hears us. So we might only be on Twitch for the foreseeable future until I can get multi-stream set up on the other sites again but we'll wait and see uh let us know if you guys had any problems with this twitch stream also because it's still in beta so if it got all weird or janky for you let us know hit us up with a comment on facebook or twitter or something like that well that's just my internet well that's also (laughs) true too in all fairness but before we shut this thing down you guys have any final thoughts anything you want to share with our listeners enjoy your memorial day weekend say so to those who served agreed so Chris, who who won the tickets for the three eleven cruise that you that you did the contest for? I don't know what you're talking about, Willie. Hey, look, we're getting played off. It's like the Academy Awards right here. They're playing us off stage so that I can't tell you who won the three eleven tickets. But I heard it's someone by the name of Oh, look at this collusion. Podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek Radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. 
If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.